With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. So we'll see. I think they're in a bind. I don't think there'd be a huge market for Kirk Cousins at, at the price point he's already at. Uh, the one guy who's liked him the most through all this, who has a team that you would say is certainly competitive, is Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. But... If they trade Garoppolo, could they bring in Cousins and still develop Lance? I guess crazier things have happened, but I don't think there's a huge Kirk Cousins market. Wait, Lock and Fora just speculating. speculation. Man, so he used to be like like 10 years ago, wasn't he? It was like him and Schefter, wasn't NFL it? NFL Network, yeah. Or Schefter left and then Lock and Fora became Lock and Fora replaced Schefter. Schefter. Yeah, hmm. now he's he's uh, what CBS Sports he's doing yeah. stuff for. Interesting. So uh, yeah, this is so. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to Purple Daily, a top ten charting football podcast <laughs> in the United States, according to Apple. Marconi finalist, That's amazing. Now top ten <laughs> charting. It's pretty awesome. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for just making this a great community of Vikings fans and speculation therapy. Everything. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's what we say every day here on Purple Daily. And uh, now that they have a GM and a coach, now they can figure out what their quarterback situation is going forward. And we're going to get into some of that here on the Purple Daily Reads the Comments edition of the show, presented by Surly and TCL, which has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, first comment here, and you can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, and uh, you can hit us up on the YouTube comment section, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Mark Edwards says, I was just introduced to you guys by my son, Vikings diehard <laughs> fan since 1980, born and raised in Washington State. So, Mark, welcome aboard. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully uh, the Vikings can get you a Super Bowl before you move on to another dimension. Uh, Richard J via the score North app says, I am feeling excited for O'Connell. Look at how McVay and coaches from his tree have emphasized the quarterback Stafford over Goff, Herbert in LA burrow in Cincinnati, even drafting love in green Bay. Doesn't look like it's going to work out for love, but you know, they did draft a first round quarterback. Also don't forget LeFleur semi revived Rogers career. Drafting a young quarterback almost feels like a requirement to hire a McVay coach, and they have a small but great history of developing franchise quarterbacks. 
I'm excited by the prospect of our leadership finally putting emphasis on developing the most important position in all of sports. Thanks for the awesome content. Keep up the great work. Is that how you guys feel? Do you feel like instead of resisting quarterback play like Mike Zimmer did for years, that now it's going to be all about quarterback play going forward? Oh, absolutely. And I guess my only question of to this, uh, to uh, Quasi and O'Connell is, are you going to stick with Kirk? Which I would guess the answer is no, but like you can't definitively say that. Now, mm-hmm. I, I did see an O'Connell clip um, from his time as the OC in Washington where he talks about the requirements of quarterback play and avoiding the disastrous play because that costs you games. And I saw some comments off that saying, oh, my God, this guy is just like Kirk. It's going to be the same. I would caution against that. I, I, I mean, is that true? Uh, nobody wants to make mistakes. Uh, but there's a difference between Kirk, who is so risk adverse. He's at, time, at times willing to cost his team for the sake of his own stats. Uh, I don't know that O'Connell is going to be in the Kirk camp. I do, though, like the fact that O'Connell is going to, unlike Zimmer and and Rick, too, unfortunately, I am going to trust until he proves otherwise that when he watches a quarterback, he's going to know what he's looking at. Yes. Which, I mean, with Mike didn't, Mike just didn't care. And Rick, I, I began uh, to think, just didn't know. And so the starting point, and I am willing to give everybody a chance here, okay? So, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Quasi's not going to work because he's this guy or that guy. I don't know. O'Connell, he's too young. I don't know that. Some young coaches have been great. So in giving everybody a chance here with a fresh start, I like the fact that the Vikings have hired people that are going to be able to identify the most important position on the team and and have a very good chance to, yes, cultivate and develop a player at that position. Yeah. Dex, how are you feeling about KOC and the, and the future of the quarterback. Here. I'm I'm curious on it. Um, I I don't think it's necessarily like you just plug two guys in and now all of a sudden the complete evaluate the like complete position of quarterback changes. The quarterback in the NFL has changed for sure, and and the idea of passing games and offenses have changed. Do you have two guys who are equipped to handle that change and not just be so stubborn in their old ways or stubborn in their previous ways from previous stops that you want to just have to apply that? I want two guys who are aware of these changes and can make the changes that are getting this franchise to be up to speed with the rest of the teams in the NFL. I I would hope that you can take a chance on a quarterback and maybe that's in the draft and and figure out if you want to move on from Cousins or not. I don't know that yet, but I, I do have trust that the Zimmer and Spielman relationship got so stale that these new guys are fresh blood and they, they should potentially breathe some new life into making this football team look more like a modern football team. I don't think it's just quarterback play. I think it's an entire philosophy that this that this new regime has to change. Yeah. I think it's not that defense isn't important. It is. It's very important. You you, you can't you know the the Vikings have had bottom five, bottom ten defenses the last couple of years. And I know a lot of people shout at us on the show, why don't you focus as much on the defense as you do on the offense? Well Defense is very important, but the Vikings' lack of putting resources into quarterback play, and, and, and when I say resources, I don't mean like the money that they're paying Kirk Cousins. I mean the head coach spending more time thinking more about offense, right? Like having a coordinator that's not a first-year coordinator. Like what are, what are you doing to fortify your quarterback position? I don't think anything else really even matters until you get that right first. Like you're not going to win a Super Bowl Unless you know the once every 15 or 20 years Ravens example pops up where it's like 
you build this generationally great defense and you can just kind of drag everything else, you know, slowly behind you. But that's not a realistic way to build a football team. Think about how hard it is to lean into defense first. First of all, you need the number one defense in the NFL if that's the way you're going to go about it. If you're going to have, if you're going to ignore your quarterback and passing game and kind of do it the way Mike Zimmer did, you're putting a glass ceiling on your franchise. So I, like, I'm not saying that defense isn't important. I'm saying get this really important thing right first, quarterback, passing game, offense, modernize things. And then, okay, now let's make sure the defense is great on third down, red zone, bend, don't break. Doesn't have to be the 19, uh, like the, you know, the 2000 Ravens or the 1985 Bears, but just like fix the offense and modernize it and get the quarterback right is, is my biggest thing. Uh, JT via the Score North app says, in light of recent events and the most probable direction the Vikings are going, how do we trust a franchise to draft and develop a quarterback that hasn't really been able to since Fran Tarkenton? I'm 34 years old. I've never seen them have any success in drafting quarterbacks. That's actually wrong. Dante Culpepper was a success for sure. Agreed. Uh, sure, you can make the argument about Teddy and maybe Tommy Kramer, but how far in the playoffs did they take us? I know our best shot is to draft a quarterback. Uh, so you say we shouldn't be scared of it, but how do we get over decades of failure there? Make changes. Like you, you were bringing in a GM and coach who are completely new and and have nothing to do uh, to the past history of failures that he's talking about. Like this is how. You, you need to, to take a shot on quarterbacks. You, you need to take a shot on people that you think can identify them. And unfortunately for Rick, by the end, it was pretty apparent he struggled there. So, so I get the trepidation. I get the fear. I don't disagree with that as an institutional problem for this franchise for a long time, but it's why they need a change. And, and so Quazy and O'Connell have nothing to do with the failure of uh, Christian Ponder with, you know, any quarterback who's failed here has nothing, nothing associated with those two. So you're going to have to have faith that the Vikings can continue now to take swings or, or start taking swings again with guys who we think have a better chance to identify that spot. Also, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they've only taken, in my life, if I was born in 1985, they've only taken three first-round swings at quarterbacks, right? Dante Culpepper, yep. Christian Ponder, Ponder. Teddy yep. Bridgewater. Yep. One of those guys was second in MVP voting. So yeah, I'd Dante say they, was, uh, they yep. hit on Dante. Danny hit, hit on Dante, Dante. yes. Ponder was an abject, complete bust, like absolute yep. one of the worst draft picks in NFL history. Yep. Teddy was kind of between, right? Teddy was yeah. Teddy was solid. They they went eleven and five with Teddy. He was developing. He was accurate. He was yep. he was a leader. You know, Teddy wasn't a bust. You know, Te- Teddy's story was kind of incomplete. You know, the knee injury happened, and we're never going to know what like full on healthy Teddy looked like. Mm-hmm. T Jack was a second round, like a late second round pick, not drafted to be. He was kind of like Mond, like let's get a guy in here and see, but he's not a top 10 pick or a top 15 pick or anything like that. So again, you got a one in three chance the last 35 years of your first round quarterbacks being an MVP caliber guy that can take you to the playoffs. One in three chance of a bust. And then a one in three chance of like a good average quarterback. There's nothing to be afraid of. Well, and I think, and by the way, they made the playoffs with ponder too. You can make the playoffs even if your quarterback is garbage. So I'm being afraid. I believe if I'm not mistaken in franchise 
history, which for this organization started in 1961, I believe they have taken four quarterbacks in the first round in 60 plus years. Because they took Kramer out of Rice, I I think, and he was the only first round pick at that position that they drafted for years, and, and then and then the streak got broken by Dante Culpepper. So it's amazing when you go back that long and say and see the the I don't know trepidation, risk adverse. I don't know what what the correct terminology is, uh, but four quarterbacks in sixty plus years in the first round for that position mm-hmm. is remarkably low. And so yes, you are and. And you know what? You might miss, but you can't stop swinging because if you hit, that hit is a home run. And look at the Browns. Like the Browns have made three off the top of my head picks at quarterback in the first round the last 10 years. Brandon Whedon, a bust. Johnny Manziel, a bust. Baker Mayfield, I wouldn't classify as a bust. I know he was number one overall pick, but he is still Tim Tim Couch in there as well. But the the Browns last 10 years have taken three massive swings. And they've still been able to build up their roster. They've still been fine. They've still been fine. And now they, they, yeah. I know they missed the playoffs, but they, they still took the swings. Take them. But the other thing is, people people get so obsessed with like, well, you better be careful. What you know, you better be careful what you wish for, guys. They they've been they haven't been above five hundred in seven hundred plus days. It's gonna be it's gonna be almost a thousand days. So you know, paying a an average quarterback big money isn't getting you what you want either. So there's just not that much to be afraid of here. Uh, Kieran, by the way, I have 12 minutes until a plumber is going to arrive at my house to fix a, uh, let's call it a crisis in the oh, downstairs. Uh, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> that, you know, Phil, that stinks. I'm, yeah. I hate to hear that. Yeah, it's really, it does. really bad situation. It's, uh, yeah, let's just, uh, stinky. We'll just make our way through some more, uh, comments. All right, let's in the go next 12, 12 minutes. minutes. 12, <laughs> 12 minutes, 12 minutes, 12 minutes, drill. Blue 80. Actually, you know. You know what I'm going to need after this day of uh, working with a plumber is an ice cold surly Judd. Tell no, me about you it. You know what you need? You don't need one. You need what everyone needs for the weekend, oh, which yes. is yeah. In fact, you know what? I'm just going to show you this right now. Show this is this, this is right now un- unveiling the first surly variety pack of 2022 for delicious beers, including the Zolgad endorsed Furious. But I want to talk to you about one in particular. It is the Hyper Modern Idaho 7 IPA. Mm. I enjoyed two of these last night, and I'm going to tell you right now, they are delicious. It bridges uh, the tropical citrus divide with notes of melon, pineapple, and tangerine. Oh, it's so, un- yeah. fruit, it is, I'm a fruit-forward guy. But, but it's not. But, but here's the thing. I'm not, but it works. I don't know how. It's outstanding. It's delicious. You've got to try it. Along with, as I said, head to the liquor store. The first Surly Variety Pack of 2022, not the last. That, yeah, that's a good amount too of code words: Idaho, Tangerine, Modern, Hybrid. Like, yeah, I, I, I can see it all, man. It works a lot. It's it makes a lot of sense. Play. It does. 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 Tangerine. 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 Hyper, 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 Tangerine. Tangerine. Idaho. Idaho. All right, Kieran via the Score North app says, I'm all in on Malik Willis. If we can get someone who can develop him, which Kevin O'Connell should be able to. If we can get a head coach or OC who can do this, I think he might be our Josh Allen, if you can kind of rein him in and get him to play more on script sometimes. I'm all aboard the Malik Willis hype train. I don't care what the risks are. Let's do it. Uh, Tyrell Adams via the Score North app says, All you need to know about the difference between Kirk-type player and Jefferson-type player played out perfectly in the dodgeball Pro Bowl thing two nights ago. 
Kirk hiding on the back line, hoping the bright lights don't shine on him. JJ on the front line, working and communicating with his brand new teammates and stepping up and making the big play at the end. Um, I mean, I don't want to over uh, analyze a Pro Bowl dodgeball game, but yes, like <laughs> you can. Kirk was definitely not like front and center leading for his team in the dodgeball game. Uh, Lucas via the Score North app adds. Heard the other day during a show you guys talked about how Cousins still can't get over an interception he threw in college. There's a Yes, he talks about that in, I think, his book about how First he made a, a horrible interception uh, throw at Notre Dame at Michigan State. And like his ethos as a quarterback has been shaped by avoiding a mistake like that. Yep. I watched a clip of him on the Thread the Needle game at the Pro Bowl skills competition, and once he finished missing... Most of the throws, you can hear him on someone's mic saying, I wasn't going to throw a pick. I did hear that, too. Uh, he can't even have fun in a game without being haunted by something years ago. I hope the Vikings' new quarterback going forward has that short-term memory that all the greats uh, have when mistakes are made. I mean, yeah, he was he was definitely <laughs> – I watched so, that whole clip. He was definitely trying to avoid interceptions more than he was like trying to play a game and have fun. So, he, <laughs> so. he's trying he's trying to throw the ball in the openings but there's a guy that stands in front correct who's yeah, trying to yeah. who's trying to pick off the ball and Kirk was like missing wildly so he didn't throw a pick. Hey, did did Kirk talk about Zim? Have have we seen quotes about the fact that, that the GM and coach are gone? I haven't Kirk? seen any I haven't seen anything. Like yet. he's available Maybe, at yeah. the Pro Bowl. He has not said a word about the state well, of the franchise in a month. weird but I'd like to hear him. Like he's available now, so it wouldn't be like a cold call to the cousin's household. Yeah. I would like to hear him talk about the fact that his GM and coach have been replaced, and we now know by whom. Yeah. Uh, oh, could you, could you guys uh, listen? It's it sounds ridiculous. It's Pro Bowl skills competition. Who cares? But like, you can pick stuff up about social dynamics and people's oh, personalities. Yeah. And yeah, he's you know he's just kind of an uptight, odd guy, and he doesn't thrive in these loosey goosey. And and I think some of that translates too when we talk about his leadership. He's just he's not the most he's not a gravitational pull guy. I guess is, is Jefferson the, is no question. Yeah, uh, Matt Larson on Twitter says I put Purple Daily on YouTube, and my wife asks, "Why are you watching two old men and a kid?" <laughs> it sounds it's like a, a good CBS. Yeah, coming up next coming up on next. Two CBS. Old kid. Yeah. Two old guys and a kid <laughs> find themselves. Mackie and Judd help Declan a, get ready for prom. A sticky, <laughs> coming up next. A sticky situation for the guys. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to do the Danny Tanner with the the piano music playing at the end of the episode and give your give your sports son advice at the end of Purple Daily? Well, why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know there's been heartbreak. <laughs> Ira Coleman via the Score North app says, "Hey Mackie, you should call for the Kirk stands to send in a legitimate quarterback ranking list to see where they have him among the rest of the league." The Kirk haters, quote-unquote, obviously have him around 13 to 15th. I love this because I think he's right. It's a good idea. So, but And again, people are going to have different answers, but by and large, the people that hate Kirk, quote-unquote, Purple Daily, right? I had him 14th last week. Judd had him 14th. I think Declan had him 13th. Yeah. So he's an above-average quarterback, but he makes this elite money. And I think if you were to ask most of the Kirk Stans or Cousins Crusaders, some of the delusional ones think he's like borderline top five. But most of them would say he's between like 10 and 13. Yeah. And it's the it's the perception or the like how much you value having the 13th best quarterback. I, there's only 32 teams in the league. 
You know, only 14 teams get in the playoffs. I'm not celebrating having the 13th best quarterback who makes ridiculous money. That's a hindrance to your franchise. And a lot of people say, well, I mean, you could do a lot worse. So I think it's, I think most everyone agrees on where he ranks. People disagree on the value of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a great idea. Uh, Maple View Mafia on Twitter says, I honestly don't understand why people think Cousins is going to be traded. KOC has a relationship with Cousins. He's an offensive-minded, pass-happy head coach, and yet you call this a certainty that KOC would want to send out a rookie or a veteran cast-off instead of Kirk Cousins. Please explain. Well, personally, from my end, I, I think the fact that KOC knows Kirk might actually hurt Kirk because O'Connell's not going to want his QB to take stupid risks, but he is going to want him to have the confidence to take risks, and Kirk yeah. lacks that. Kirk hates that. Um, Kirk, I mean, we basically know that that Kirk doesn't listen to his coaches. If he, if he feels that he's going to put the ball in, in harm's way, he tells his coaches to buzz off, and I believe that Quasi and Quasi and KOC are going to have a vested interest in trying to develop a quarterback. Like that's how you make your mark. You don't make your mark by taking Kirk and like, oh, we know what Kirk brings. You make your mark by ha- having the cojones to go out there and find a guy and develop him. That's why. Uh, Jake G- uh, Gibe or Gibe via the Score North app says, "Burning question for you guys: How much do the first eight weeks of Livia cost?" Oh God, that's a great. Now we have great. we have feedback and comments that are teeing up the, our listeners' the partnership and reads here. It's great. Are so smart, they're outstanding. And and Jake, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now as sports dad because you might be trying to lose weight, you might be trying to shed those pounds by spring. The first eight weeks from my friends from Livia Weight Control Centers, absolutely free. That's right, I'm down thirty plus pounds, and now Jake's saying, "Yeah, Judd, you're down that much, but how much weight did you lose in those first eight weeks, which are free to me?" 26 pounds. Imagine Jake being down 26 pounds in eight weeks and you haven't paid yet because the first eight weeks are free in the I did it eight week challenge. Well, now Jake is starved for information. He is starved to know what the number is to call for this easy program, which has been so great for me. It's 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Or if if you choose to go to the website, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. First eight weeks for free. You can say by springtime, I did it too, just like Judd. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They are all about risk management. All right, and I said this on Mackie and Judd, too. Kirk Cousins would be a fantastic marketing rep for Federated because he's not going to throw – first of all, he's not going to throw caution to the wind. He's going to be here to help manage risk for your business, maximize the success of your business. Uh, federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more information about the great tools, resources, and people that can help your business. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Um, KK via YouTube comment says, I don't understand why you guys are fixated on, quote, taking a step back. Why? To get a better draft pick? That's not really how this thing works. You sound like morons when you say that. You should try to make your team better, not worse. I'll take that first. Our goal here on this show is for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. If we don't think it can happen in 2022, then the best scenario is to load up and and create a situation with cap space, with draft capital, roster, everything, to quickly enter a Super Bowl window, maybe in 2023. So it's not about making the team worse. You might take a step back to take two steps forward. Some people think they can just get a better coach and maybe c- compete for a Super Bowl this year. I don't see that as a real... Like how They're $12 million over the cap. How are you going to make this team better without getting rid of 
current good players, right? That's yeah. the tough part. You can restructure some stuff, but you're not going to clear like $70 million in cap space like some of the, the contenders have right now. This is a, a great point, great question, and I believe could be an entire episode. I call it um, their core group. Their roster core group is a disintegrating roster. Th- that means that the guys that we all think are good are disintegrating quickly. Uh, they are going they, – they are basically in a purple bus that is going off a cliff, and it's going to go off that cliff soon if you don't hit the brakes and jettison them. So, like, don't don't be confused because the names are big names that those are still great players, and that's why you have football, especially, but all sports, you have to continually hit resets. Um, fans don't like that; it costs them their favorite players. It's the reality of the situation. Yeah, yep. I think, and again, it's not. It's, you're not like waving the white flag. You just right now the Vikings Transition. have the fourth worst cap situation in the league. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely restructure some guys and stuff, but I mean a lot of the leaders of this team are over the age of thirty now too. Yep. So there's just there, it's sprucing up, sprucing up. And if it means, by the way, it might not even be taking a step back if the coaching staff's better, and and you can shuffle some things around here. The yep. bar's not very high. I mean, like eight wins is the eight nine wins is the bar right now. So. If they're a true team, you, you you will probably be as good in 2022 as you were um, this year or better. Just different players. Like a true, like, like chemistry-wise, you're yes. saying? Yes, yes, yes. If you play like a team, not, not a bunch of guys um, who are trying to put up stats, which is how this team felt, yeah. yes, I think that you are not going to be terrible. All right. And if you are, I don't care. All right, I got a plumber. All right. Plumber's showing up here. I don't want to talk about it, but uh, it's not I'm good. sorry to hear it's, that. It's, it's not a good. really stinky start to your weekend. It's not good. <laughs> this whole episode has a stench to it, Phil. Oh, man. I think I might uh, order some food later. <laughs> See what or happens. don't get out of the house. Get out of the house. The plumber is calling from inside the house. Uh, All right. All right. That's, uh, that's a wrap on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Woo!